previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. It's one of the most selfish things that you can do is to to have a good performance because you have to think of me, 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 me. Right. Yeah. Well, to be a good parent, it's the opposite. In order to have a good finished product, uh, you know, a quality child, and not releasing another turd into the world, you gotta. <laughs> it, it takes time. Back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Littles. Hey, Ritz. It's Ritz. Uh, finally. Hey, can I, can I still say Happy New Year? Yeah, right. Absolutely. Happy well, you can say it to us because <laughs> It's hello. still January. Happy New I Year. I haven't seen you guys since last year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, that's, that's going a little too far. Right? <laughs> but true. But very true. Wow. Jam-packed show today. We're excited to have Ritz back. First, we don't do sports on this, but those. I mean, when is the last time, Ritz, I know you were watching, when's the last time both one seeds go down on the same day? Yeah, like that? unbelievable. Two good games, I got to say. And I, I really would never have bet against Green Bay at home in the snow, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, yeah, it was just, it was frigid for most of the game. And then the last quarter, it started coming down, which was kind of Right, cool. you thought it was all was perfect for them. Yeah, I know. And then that, that I still, I was, <laughs> that block punt that got San Francisco back oh my in the God. game. Hilarious. I mean, if you just keep pausing it and rewinding it, the, the ball went so high, no one could see it. I'm guessing because of the snow. I don't know. But mm. it went so everyone, even Green Bay, they're like looking around, like, where's the ball? Where's the ball? Where's the ball? <laughs> and uh, San Francisco did the same thing. And then you could see the Green Bay Packers face like, oh, shit, it's all the way over there. <laughs> and they just picked it up and ran it in. Yeah, amazing. And now I dare to say, does the advantage go to these teams that beat the one? Because now they have an extra day because now the other teams play today. They're going to have, I think, harder game. I mean, that Buffalo Chiefs game, I'm looking so forward to that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then this Tampa Bay Rams is should be a great game. I mean, th those games should be better. Two against three seeds. But these games we had were fantastic yesterday. Yes, totally. All right. So now Tony went into it and he did a big chunk about this, but it's very special to us, special to me. I can't wait to get Roxy's take on this whole thing. But we had some deaths that I'd like to go into. The biggest one, obviously, for me, Meatloaf. Now, it might not be for you, Ritz, because you brought up this other one that I didn't even know about. But let's go Meatloaf first. And I always say, like, I wish there was a way that these stars or people that are important to us in life could have their own day. But then sneaking up on us the next day, Louis Anderson dies at 68. Mm -hmm. And uh, Meet Love was 74. Now, Tony did a whole segment on this, which was so great. Now, we all know how important Jimmy Steinman was to mm -hmm. Tony and stuff and well, how important he was to Meet Love. So I want to take some time on this a little bit for us. He was iconic to me. I know he was to you, Ritz. Now, Roxy, you obviously at least knew who Meet Love was, right? Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I or fellow dance mates of mine danced to some of his music. Oh, for sure. Up. Yeah. I mean... I don't even know where to begin, honestly. I just, my memories go all the way back to my sister sitting in the driveway with her friends on the hood of their car with the boom box, mm. listening to Bad Out of Hell over and over and over again. As a performer, I remember, and as in a budding choreographer, director, I remember in my head always having Bad Out of Hell in my head. Like, I know how I want to stage this. I want to put this on stage. And then, especially when I saw the Billy Joel musical, when I saw Moving Out, I was like, come on, man. Bad Out of Hell has to be staged somewhere, okay? So then I heard the rumor, and I kind of went into this on the Upset Special podcast, believe it or not, where they used his music for a version of Peter Pan, and I was like, okay, that just doesn't sound right. 
and he, they did it, it didn't go anywhere at all. But then they finally brought, quote, Bad Out of Hell to the stage, okay? They had a tryout. They were going to do a tour. They tried out in Toronto, and it got great reviews, I guess. But the funding fell through, and the tour was canceled. It was this crazy thing. Then they brought it to City Center here, mm-hmm. okay? They did a, it was like two summers ago. They did a short run of it, and I wanted to go see it, but I'd kind of seen the previews for it, and I was, eh. It looked like a, not a good jukebox musical, I guess is how I would say it. Mm. And most of the numbers that were iconic for him singing it by himself were like group numbers, and I just... I don't know. There was just something about it. I didn't want to, I just didn't want to see it. So we all know how I feel about these things about like revivals and things like that. (laughs) So, but Ritz, now we know you had a special connection. I've seen some posts from dear friends of mine. I don't want to steal the thunder though, because I know where you're going to go with it. So why don't we just turn it over to you? Now you have some special memories with Meatloaf. Yes. First of all, just by the convergence of time, his Bad Out of Hell album came out when I was just a new driver. And of course, what are the best memories when you're in your car cranking the cassette tape, um, which is what we had back then. Not A-Track? No. <laughs> no, we didn't have the A-Track, no. Okay. And that album, I mean, that was the album that just hit so perfectly. That was the first summer we were all driving. And it was such an iconic and themic, different album that everybody loved. And then, of course, given the baseball, you got Phil Rizzuto. I mean, Phil Rizzuto doing a little piece in Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And like we all memorized it and thought this is the best thing ever. Right. Yeah. And then uh, years later, you know, it all comes down to playing ball, right? It's always softball. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, here I am. I'm playing, you know, in one of the different entertainment leagues. I don't even remember. So you don't know, remember which one it was? Because I was curious about that. I think the Tuesday afternoon league. Okay, so that's the show business league, probably. Show business league, right? Okay. And... I remember at some point during the summer, one of the guys on the team said, hey, you know, Ritz, do you want to come up? We're doing a celebrity charity softball game up in, I think it was Westchester somewhere. I said, great, I'm in, right? More softball, who cares? That's what we do. And I get to the game and they say, you're playing center field. And I start warming up with the guy playing in right field. And he looks sort of familiar, sort of a lumpy guy. And I can't, (laughs) place the face right right and a few innings go by or go into the bench between innings and i said so hey um tell me your name again because maybe we've played softball before do i know you from somewhere and he super nice guy he goes yeah my name is willie and no i don't think we've played ball together i'm not from around here but uh good playing with you and then he made a joke he's like you know you're much quicker than me so make sure you're backing me up and right (laughs) and uh and he took the game really seriously decent player And then a few innings later, I say to my buddy, I said, you know, this guy just looks so familiar. Who is he? And he says, you're such an idiot. That's meatloaf. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, he told me his name is Willie. He goes, well, that's his name, but that's meatloaf. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then I just turned into, you know, a gushing fanboy. And he was the nicest guy. And he was talking about he was coaching his daughter's softball team. And he was really into just playing ball. Just a good guy. It was wow. really just a fun afternoon. Uh, that is so cool. So, nice. so that's not the one I was thinking of. There was another friend of mine posted about how he played in a charity game, and they were playing against, I guess it was his team, and because I have pictures of the jersey, and it just says Meatloaf on it. So I'm, mm. I'm assuming he sponsored the team. Littles, I'll try to post these on my Twitter page if I can. This was all bummed, you know, because we literally released the last episode, and then hours later I find out he passed away. 
I would have loved to have included this on our yeah. last episode, but it was important enough to us that we wanted to include it in the following episode. I'll post those pictures. Apparently, there was a game out in New Jersey, and this is the one I thought maybe you were involved in, but you were saying it was up north, but it was against Billy Joel's team. Wow. So, oh, wow. That's yeah, great. So, uh, Greg Salata was on his team, and it just everyone said exactly the same thing you just said. They just how, how nice of a guy he was, how dedicated he was to playing, and yeah, wow. That's awesome. And then, of course, everybody knows him from Rocky Horror Picture oh, Show. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So RIP Meatloaf 74. That'll be our little quick tribute. Louis Anderson, real quick. I mean, hello. Uh, 68. Great comedian. And I feel bad because, you know what I mean? I feel like one overshadows the other. And it's sad when that happens. And that's happened in the past. But my favorite thing about Louis was coming to America. I mean, I'll never forget mm. when I first saw him. And then in the reboot, the sequel that they just did, what was it, two summer? It wasn't that long ago. And he had a cameo in that. So I'm wondering, right. I'm guessing that's probably his last movie appearance. Maybe I'm not, I'm, don't quote me on that, but it was just so nice to see him back for the uh, sequel to coming to America, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Not as much as the first, but, and then finally, and we'll close with this before we get to our meet the littles guest, I, Clark Gillies. Is that how you say his name? Yes. Clark 67. Gillies from the legendary New York Islanders teams. Oh, wow. um, and I'll give you one quick little story about Clark Gillies. So I grew up on Long Island and I was a Ranger fan in my school group. Obviously, the Islanders were certainly very big, very popular. Clark Gillies lived in our town and one of my friends babysat for his kids. Super oh, wow. good guy. Best line ever. And I did. I ended up doing some work and some appearances with Clark Gillies when I was in that business. And he had a great line all the time. He was from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, <laughs> which is such a great name, right? Is Moose that a real Jaw, place? Saskatchewan. It is a gr- real place. And every time people would say, hey, so where is Moose Jaw? And he said, oh, it's about eight feet from Moose's ass. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. And that's the type of guy he was. Amazingly talented player. He was kind of the enforcer for those Islander teams. He really helped them achieve great credibility and obviously four straight Stanley Cup championships. Yeah, right. You know, kind of on the other side, obviously Islander Nation is a little sad with the passing of Clark Gillies. But more on the positive side, Saturday was the 65th birthday of the great Mike Bossy. And for those of you who don't know, Mike Bossy might have had the best career ever in the history of the NHL. He played only 10 seasons. In the first nine of those seasons, he scored 50 plus goals in every season. I think he's the only player in NHL history to have nine consecutive 50 plus goal seasons. They were in the playoffs every year. I think he scored over 60 goals four times in those nine years. And he retired, unfortunately. He had a very bad degenerative disc thing in his back, and he had to retire at the age of 30. And perhaps the only thing he did wrong was he started in the NHL one year before a guy named Wayne Gretzky. So pretty much every record that Mike Bossy had was quickly eclipsed by Wayne Gretzky. And Wayne Gretzky obviously is great, but it was just, he was kind of the victim of that bad timing and he was just always overlooked for the rest of his incredible yet really short career. Oh, wow. 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 That's a lot of hockey talk. Wow. Hey, listen, I know you're not up on hockey, so go, well, go look I him do up. know Wayne Gretzky. He's I like, know for those of you name. who don't know, and Roxy and I put our hands up immediately. <laughs> like, we have no idea what you're talking about or who that guy is. But Wow, good for him. Yeah. 
Wow. I mean, and 10 years, only 10 years. 10 years is a good, maybe in the grand scheme of hockey players, it's not too long of a career. But I don't know. 10 years, that's a pretty long time to me. Well, good especially for, him. for that sport. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Yeah, you'll look him up. You'll be blown away. Yeah. Like a, an incredible run. Wow. All right, you two. Well, let's get out of here. We have a great Meet the Littles guest, as always. And let's get to it. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, everybody. This is George Mallet. You are listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. This episode by Brett Perkins, and this song is called I Won't Give Up on Love, and it's off his Red Light, Green Light, Go album. And you can find that at Reverb Nation if you're interested. You can also find all of Brett's stuffs on his website, brettperkins.com. That's B-R-E-T-T-P-E-R-K-I-N-S.com. You can also find him on Facebook, Brett Perkins Music, and on Instagram and Twitter at Brett Perkins DK. And we'll make sure we put all that in the show notes for you. And as always, we'll play the full song, I Won't Give Up on Love, at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles and Roxy. Fun one? Yes. We, we've yes. already been chatting off air. This is this is great. Please welcome to the podcast, Carla Carrado. Hey, Carla, how's it going? It's going well. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here. This is so great. We've had so many littles write in about you and saying, when are you getting Carla on the podcast? So we're excited about that. I know you don't really believe that, do you? <laughs> Not even a little bit, but thanks, <laughs> thanks for lying to me. <laughs> no, it's true. Because, well, let's get into you first. We'll start like we always do. Why don't we turn it over to you? Introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there. Tell us a little something about yourself. I'm from Youngstown, Ohio, and I've lived a lot of places, including Chicago, Madison, Wisconsin, Starkville, Mississippi, Baltimore, Maryland, Greensboro, North Carolina, Oxford, Ohio, Cincinnati, Ohio. Wow. Bedford, wow. <laughs> <Edford>, Virginia. <laughs> wow. And okay. I'm living in Columbus, Ohio now. Okay. Now, where did you grow up, though? Where was, like, your first home? Uh, Youngstown. Youngstown. South side of Youngstown, yep. Okay. Yep. So I feel like we should get into, well, whatever you're comfortable with, like, all the moving around, what was that for? Uh, I quit jobs frequently. Oh, okay. And okay. I go back to school when I get bored and get another college degree, and mm-hmm. then I try another job and another career. I always think the next job will be the good one. Right. So I think uh-huh. I'm an optimist. Other people might say, you know, I'm kind of pessimistic and I leave, but I just always think the next gig will be the good one. Wow. It sounds like you should have went into what we do, because that's kind of our life. I know. Like, yeah. I know from, it is your life. Moving from gig to gig. That would have required talent, which I do not have. 
Okay. Uh, now, where did you go to school? I went to The Ohio State University and I studied architecture. I got a master's degree in architecture at the University of Illinois, Chicago, and I practiced architecture in Chicago for about 10 years before I went back to school at Ohio State and ended up with a PhD in sociology. Okay. Wow. Wow. So much to dissect there. First, Roxy, you're still with us, right? Yes, I am. (laughs) Well, we we heard the the Ohio State. That's one of Roxy's pet peeves in life. It's so but obnoxious. It's, it's I know, so it's obnoxious. So funny. <laughs> it is. It's awful. I love it how now almost everyone's doing it, though. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Right. And it started a couple decades ago when Ohio University in Athens, Ohio, mm-hmm. was trying to do something legal with uh, stopping Ohio State from calling itself Ohio State somehow. So it just got picked up as a slam on OU in Athens, I guess. Oh. So it's the... Gotcha. Yeah. Wow, that's kind of cool. I, mean, I don't think we've ever heard that. That is information story. for life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you listed off so many things there. I, I've already lost track. But architecture, what was that something you always wanted to go into? I was good at math and, and engineering, and I could draw well. And I started college with an undecided major. It was called General Baccalaureate Curriculum. And at Ohio State, at that time, they made you go to talks by different department heads to help you make a decision about what you wanted to major in. And it was alphabetical order, uh, accounting, aeronautical engineering, architecture. I'm out. I liked it. So I stopped going to those and majored in architecture. So not exactly. (laughs) It's kind of a stupid reason to do something. But I surely enjoyed the work a lot. Not the jobs, but the work was great. Okay. Yeah. Well, if I may hijack your interview for 30 seconds, I have a semi-similar story that when you join Actors' Equity... If someone mm-hmm. already has your name, or actually, even if they don't, you can just pick whatever name you want to go by. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like Nathan Lane. His real name is Joe Lane, but when he decided to join Equity from Guys and Dolls, Nathan Detroit was one of his favorite characters. And so he decided to change his name to Nathan Lane. So you could do that. Well, oh. the funny part, your alphabetical thing just rung on because I used to tour with someone who she changed her last name to Zachary because she thought that when they do roll call on the bus in the morning to go to the airport for, or whenever you're moving to the next city, that would give her an extra like three or four minutes to get to the bus <laughs> so, that, so that she could sleep in a little longer. I that love is it. smart. That right. is smart. Yeah. Always thinking. Absolutely. All right. So, well, what happened, you know, after college? So you have this architectural degree and what did you do? Uh, I tried, because I'm a serial job quitter, I tried different firms, corporate architecture doing skyscrapers and bridges and sort of boutique architecture designing everything from jewelry, dinnerware, hard rock cafes. Uh, I tried urban architecture, like doing urban design and retail architecture. And the work was really interesting, but it just didn't fit my values. The culture of the jobs didn't fit me. So every firm, I thought the next firm will be the better one. And it just never fit me. So I thought I've got to make a change. And I started taking classes in sociology and I loved it. Even the bad classes were good. Oh, wow. And just kept going until next thing I knew, I had a dissertation written and got a PhD. And wow. then I thought, boy, architects are going to want to know everything I just learned. So I got jobs teaching architecture at universities. And yeah, Miami University and University of Cincinnati, University of North Carolina, Greensboro, Mississippi State University. And again, I kept thinking, well, the next department will be the one that I fit in. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. And it kind of never really worked out like that. So I've been working in sociology departments ever since. Oh, wow. Roxy, wow. she was like the Ted Mosby. I know. I love that. Yeah. Do you know who Ted Mosby is by any chance? It sounds familiar, but I don't know who that is. It's a character on How I Met Your Mother. Okay. It's a TV That's a show. sitcom that I, uh, yeah, I didn't see that as regularly as I probably could have. But he was a, he taught architecture in college. I okay. believe at NYU, if I, if I remember correctly, but I'm not positive. So. Well, that's a fatal film flaw. They don't have an architecture program. Oh, in well, maybe it wasn't. Oh. It. Right, I'll have to fact check that. Or we'll just get <laughs> Bobby. A... We'll get Bobby on that. Yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> Nigel. That's Nigel. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we jump now to what I think everyone's wanting to know, because a lot of people know your name. Okay. We've heard your name many times. How did the whole Tony fandom start and how did you get into all that and become a little? I was driving in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I had their local sports radio show on, and Tony's syndicated ESPN show came on, and it was different than any sports talk show I had ever listened to. I'm a pretty big sports fan, and I loved it, and I just got hooked. I moved to North Carolina, and that's when the internet show was on, and so I could hear it no matter where I was. Mm. So I was one of the internet people who you could hear in between, like Uh when they were playing commercials, you could hear, he would call us internet people, and you could listen. And then I lived in Mississippi, and I had never emailed the show. I'm like, I'm not funny. I'll, they'll never read my email. And he asked, we had just gotten a new football coach. The first black head coach in the SEC was, um, gosh, Crooms. I can't remember his first name. And he said, I wonder what people at Mississippi State think about that. So from my office window, I could see the football stadium. And I'm like, I can write in and tell them what we think about that. And I wrote something funny. And it made him laugh. And I got hooked on sending emails. That was 2003, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. And we also love that he like, I don't know, he kind of seems to perk up whenever he gets an email from you. Uh, I, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think perk up I could describe Tony at any point, but certainly not by my emails. And uh, you're referring to <laughs> Sylvester Croom? Sylvester Croom, that's right, it. Right, gotcha, Thank gotcha. You. Yeah, no, it's okay. I, I can't lie. It was a little quick Google search there. Oh, and, good for you. And... Um, so now, are you also a PTI watcher as well? I podcast PTI. I'm, I'm okay. usually not available, you know, and I don't right. watch the show, I, but I do podcasts. Now, okay. doesn't that annoy you? I do as well when I can't watch it, but it just drives me crazy when they're doing like this or that. Which which dunk was better? Which outfield yeah. catch was better? You know, and they show that you can't yeah. see it and you're like, damn it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, at least it's something because like tonight I have rehearsal before my show, so I'll miss it live and I could wait till I get home, but I don't want to. So I'll just... Mm-hmm. Put on the podcast, right. probably during my show, actually. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so professional. I know, right? <laughs> so I think you were, I, I can't remember, honestly, we were talking so long off air before we started the interview. I can't remember what is now been on the beginning of the interview. Now, you said you'd never been to a Jingle Fest, though, or anything like that, right? No, I, ha- I have not been to a Jingle Fest, but I hosted two Summer of Littles oh, in wow. Columbus, Ohio. Amazing. Oh, that's great. Oh. Now, whoa, yeah. wait, this was the year you all did a baseball game this year, right? Yeah, we went to um, the Cleveland Guardians AAA park called Huntington Park in Columbus and saw the Columbus Clippers play. Cool. Uh, we have to be honest, if you want to go back for the proof, we were saying over and over, that was one of our yeah. favorite options. That's, yeah, that we, was great. Yeah, we thought it was really clever how instead of just going to like a bar like we did, but to like do an <laughs> event around it. And that was one of our favorite, just different things to do. Mm-hmm. Well, and that was not my idea. Les Cossack, who lives here in Columbus area, he came up with that and it was just just a brilliant, brilliant move. Yeah. We'll do it again. If we have another summer's 
of Littles, I'm sure we'll go back. Oh, yeah. yeah. We already got the date. I, well, I don't know if, you know, the only thing is they might not have a game on that day. So you might have to alter it a little bit. But hold yeah, on we'll work around it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But but it was just clever how it was That's just something a little cool different. idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe yeah, it's less... August 6th this year, I believe. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you go to Littles uh, Fest, Summer Fest in New York or New Jersey or somewhere near you? Well, we actually co-hosted the New York City one this year. Oh, good. But it was okay. the first time ever. We had never been First anything. time ever. First uh, time meeting anybody. Well, that's oh, not true. We cool. met, yeah, right. we met R- Ryan, right, in Vegas. Ryan Popovich in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And, and then I think Summer of Littles was the next one. Yeah. Yeah. And have you been to Jingle Fests or Chatter? No. Either of those? Sadly, no. We, Sadly, yeah. no. We, we t- talked about going to Chatter. Chuck brought it up multiple times, but with our show schedules and things like that, we just never made it and think he's kicking himself a little bit over that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. I won't get into that, though. But I mean, it is really hard because our schedules, we only get one day off a week. And yeah. It's hard. And to it's plan. in the middle of the week. It's hard to plan like a day trip just down to D.C. Mm-hmm. from. I know it's an easy train ride and all that, but to get down there... Essentially, if you're going to get to a recording of the podcast, you kind of had to go the night before because they record early in the morning. So it's, you know, we would have had to leave here like at four or five in the morning to get down there in time. I know, Roxy, you're kind of new to the Littles thing, but Chuck, how long were you a listener? Well, I've been what I call a little since 2013. Uh, I was listening, I was watching PTI long before that, but I Mm -hmm. didn't know, I had no idea. I had no idea what I've told this story before, so I'll keep it brief. But I was in London and I couldn't get PTI on TV. So I searched for the podcast because I just started listening to podcasts and I typed Tony Kornheiser and the podcast came or the radio show came up. So I was like, wait, what's this? I had no idea what it was. And so it was like, changed my life forever. Then he was hooked. Yep. Oh, yeah. Changed your life. I love it. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, I mean, how can you not say that? I mean, I've been listening to every episode since. I go in. I mean, ask Roxy how I was when we started dating and we'd come to the summer and I'd play her the one day more jingle that they'd always play like in <laughs> July, right before he'd take his summer hiatus. And I would just yep, go right. into this deep depression for a week. Yep. I mean, this is you know, yep. it's someone you listen to every day because back then it was every day. And, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden it's yep. not there. What was worse for some of us who've been listening lo- a little bit longer than that was when he would get put on vacation by ESPN. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, that yes. was really depressing. Oh, yeah. I've heard the stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But speaking of stories, we have more to get to, but uh, let's take a quick break. You can, you can stick around, right? Yes. Thank okay. you. Great. Great. All right. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. This is Craig Jones, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are so fortunate to have Carla Corrado here with us and so much more to get into. I want to save the sports fandom for a second because the architecture thing, now I know that's not what you ultimately love to do, but did you ever... I've. It just fascinates me because it's scary. Roxy and I, we've talked about this all the time when we like cross a bridge or something. We're like, thank goodness we had nothing to do with this because <laughs> I, it's just, it's scary. What we do, if we screw up, make an honest mistake, something like that, no one hopefully is going to like get injured or something like that. Did right. any of that scare you? Like, did, have you worked on any of those kind of projects, even just a, a tall building or something? Well, sure. And every project you have to think about, even things like a small 
project has to have egress in case there's a fire. And it's almost a curse to be an architect. I never walk into a building without checking how to get out <laughs> and making sure that yeah. it meets code. Yeah, I mean, oh. really, seriously. It's Makes yeah. sense. And that horrible condo collapse in Florida was bad engineering, bad architecture, bad Mm -hmm. oversight. So yeah, I and I also married an architect and he and I travel when you could travel. Mm -hmm. Uh, We travel a lot and that's all we think about and talk about. And it's just obnoxious. Wow. (laughs) Totally obnoxious. (laughs) No, I mean, it's such an intense, like you don't realize how intense those jobs can be because there is so much on the line and like people's safety is your top priority like that's it's incredible and but I mean you know. even like it's just one little and it, it's not even your flaw or something in the design it could have been like a construction worker forgot to put this bolt in or something you know something silly I don't mean to be making right, fun right. of it but seriously like well the big one for us or at least for me is when I cross like the GW bridge a bridge like mm-hmm. that massive you know mm-hmm. it's just to me the thought process and just how it was designed and what it took to build it and just all that stuff. And even though, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, obviously it must be a huge relief when you it opens and you see like 20 cars go over it and you're like, oh, okay, sigh of relief. It's all working. Everything's great. No, if you have any doubts and you need evidence that it It's not going to collapse when people use it. You've already made a mistake. You have to be sure before the building or the bridge or the structure is even sent out to contractors to bid on. And that's why inspectors really matter. And that's Mm -hmm. why, not to be political, but we really need to pass an infrastructure bill because so much of our infrastructure is failing. We need inspectors out there making sure, what was it, almost 10 years ago now, there was a bridge outside of, was it between St. Paul and Minneapolis that collapsed? A failure of the materials that hadn't been inspected properly. So yeah, yeah, it's a concern. It's it's a huge concern. See, I don't necessarily worry so much when I'm driving over a bridge, but it's when I'm driving through tunnels, particularly Mm -hmm. tunnels that go underwater like the Lincoln Tunnel, it just kind of freaks me out a little bit. (laughs) And I hold my breath. And I I think that's probably one of Tony's as well. He doesn't go over water, right? Right. He won't go in a plane. He probably wouldn't like a tunnel underwater. Right, right. Well, the problem is you see these movies like, what was it, Daylight, the Sylvester Stallone movie? Have you seen it? I don't know. I'm uh, happy to say I've missed that one. Oh, well, I have to say (laughs) it's it's, uh, pretty, uh, you know, it's just eye opening because you're like, holy crap, that could happen. Now, yeah. obviously, this was done in a fantasy world type of situation, but it's a little close to home for us because it's for me, mm-hmm. at least when I saw it, because it's Lincoln Tunnel. And it yeah. was, you know, what you guys I can't, just... I can't watch those. Yeah, I can't watch those kind of movies. I just can't do it. Well, you Sorry. know, it'd be fun, though. It'd be interesting, actually, to watch it with you, I think, because to see how you dissect it differently, because you'd be like, no, that could never happen. Well, it's like what you said about the NYU thing, not having an architecture major. That'd be kind of fun mm-hmm. to watch that and see what that is like with you. All right. Well, let's. Well, we never touched upon your fandom at all. Now you're in the Ohio area, so I am now. But yep. the, the interesting part is you're right in the middle between Cleveland and Cincinnati. So where does that go, <laughs> if if at all? I mean, maybe it's totally different because you've traveled so much and you've been to so many different places. Well, I grew up in Youngstown, which is halfway between Cleveland and Pittsburgh. So in Youngstown, Ohio, most families choose between Pittsburgh teams like the Pirates or Cleveland teams like the Browns. And I Mm -hmm. hate the Steelers with a passion. And I'm a Browns fan, sadly. I'm a Cleveland Guardians fan. I'm a Cavaliers fan when they win now. I'm not a big fan of the NBA. So I go all Cleveland, all Buckeyes all the time. Gotcha. Now, are you, uh, what are they, the Blue Jackets? Are you a hockey fan at all? 
I don't have enough time to pick up a new sport. So anytime somebody will say, we have an extra ticket, I have to close my eyes. Nope, nope, can't do it, can't do it. Can't do it. I don't want to <laughs> learn. I, I just don't have the time for another sport. I become obsessive and I, uh, gotcha. I can't do it. No, I'm the same way, but I always found it interesting how Ohio has all these major cities and I just always thought it was clever and good for them for spreading it out, I guess I would say, because obviously Columbus doesn't have any of the other major sports like football, baseball, but they do have hockey. And then I found it interesting how the other two cities don't. Right. And they just recently, relative to other sports, got hockey, the Blue Jackets. And Columbus is the 13th largest city in the United States now by population. Oh, wow. So it's much bigger than Cincinnati and Cleveland. We have a, mm. a bigger population, certainly than Cleveland by a lot, and Cincinnati by some. And most people in Columbus split their affinity as well. They'll either go towards the Browns or towards the Bengals. Sure. And the Reds were so much better than when they were the Indians. They were so much better for so such a long time that Columbus tends to be a Reds town more than a, a Cleveland Guardians town. I feel gotcha. like that. Would, am I wrong? I feel like that would be a great trivia question. I mean, because I yeah, I honestly feel like most people, if you said what is the highest population city in Ohio, I think people would immediately gravitate to Cleveland or Cincinnati. Yeah. I would yep. think Columbus is really growing. It's economically diverse, mm -hmm. and it's getting bigger all the time. Oh, yeah. No, I've, I always enjoyed when I played Columbus. It's, it's oh, a good. nice little fun area. And then what's that area? Yeah. Just, I think it's south of downtown. Uh, German Village. Yes. German, just south yeah. of downtown. Yep. And north of downtown is called the Short North. Oh, that's right. The which Short is north. between yeah. campus. Yeah. Between campus and downtown is the Short North with the arts and restaurants. And yes. we have a brewery district. And then uh, the uh, arena district has MLS team, the crew. It has the hockey team. I sound like I work at the Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> and then the Huntington Park as the Clippers. Right. Columbus is surprise. It's sneaky, interesting city. Oh, wait. And it gets better. And then if I remember correctly, it's across the water. Is What's it called? Kosai? Oh, yeah. Kosai is a science and industry museum. Yes. It's great. The mm. art museum, Columbus Art Museum is excellent. Yeah, I better be getting a kickback from some business in town here. That's right. We got to find some sponsors here for the podcast. No, I mean, seriously, we always, that's one of the places we flocked to when we played Columbus was Kosai. And everyone's like, isn't that like a kid's museum? We're like, no, 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 no. No, it's yeah. really interesting. It's yeah. really interesting. So if you're out in the Columbus area, make sure you hit that. It's always a lot of fun. Now I have to ask real quick about Madison, only because mm -hmm. when people used to ask me from all the touring I did, you know, oh, what's your favorite cities? And I'm like, well, it depends, you know, what you mean. And But I think people would not get it when I would say, okay, well, State College, Pennsylvania, which is where Penn State is, or mm -hmm. Madison, Wisconsin was one of my top two cities that I love mm -hmm. to play. It's basically just because it's a college town and everything's open and everything's really cheap. And it was just, always like, <laughs> how was your experience in Madison? Did you work at the university there? I lived in Madison and then worked at the University of Wisconsin Whitewater, which was a drive away a day. So I, I would you. commute to work. Um, and I lived there for four years and worked there for four years. And yeah, I enjoyed Madison a lot. It was smaller than I thought it would be. It, it mm. feels like a small town and I kind of like bigger towns better. Mm. Um, but I surely loved my job and my partner in life got a job in Baltimore. And so I tried to get closer to him and I ended up moving to getting a job in Virginia. But yeah, gotcha. I like Madison gotcha. and I like cold weather, but mm. My husband's from Charleston, South Carolina. And he oh, <laughs> okay. So, That's also in my top five when people would ask. So it's beautiful. I love Charleston. and But I can totally understand what you mean about Madison because the beauty part about touring is you're only there for like a week or two at a time, if that, and then you move on. So, but it's yep. always fun to come back, but then you always know you're leaving. So yeah. So I, 
and I did experience mm-hmm. some of the cold weather, but you know what I mean? It's just, um, it's a little yeah. different, but you're right. It is one on the smaller side. But you have great jobs that you get to travel around like that and do shows. That must be great. I would love to have something like that. Yeah. I mean, it was great for the first, yeah. you know, like 20, 25 years. And uh, it's just, it, I always tell people, cause they never understand when you tell them, like, I've never had a house, I've never had a car, I've never, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, well, you know, once you get used to living out of a suitcase, it's not so bad, but no, it definitely not. does have its drawbacks. You know, let's, yeah. let's put it that way. Sure. But, sure. But every, you know, I think every job does. So I would say every job does, given that I quit so many of them <laughs> and move on. Right. I can always find the drawbacks. I'm good at finding the drawbacks. <laughs> that is my strength. All right. I love it. Well, Carla, we can't thank you enough for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. This has been so much fun. Now, we hope you can stick around a little longer because we have some fun, dumb questions that we always have to ask our guests. I'm ready for dumb and fun. All right. Okay, maybe Chuck should go first because I wait, always start with wait, the... Wait, what, because she said dumb first? What? No. No, well, we always laugh about... I always ask a yes, serious question yes, first. Yes, but I always admit that those are the better... That was, those they're, always, they're more thought-provoking. Yeah, so I'm going to go in between. I'm going to go... Carla, what is one hidden talent that you have that no one really knows about? Uh, a few friends know this. If somebody tells me their birthday, I never forget it even if I try. Really? What? It's a it's a burden. I'm I'm a dates and numbers person Ooh. and I can't not forget birthdays. It's awful. Uh, truly wow. it is. I'm old so I've met people, a lot of people. Yeah. Like I remember my best friend in 3rd grade had a crush on the boy who lived across the street. His birthday was November 20th. <gasps> like why do I remember Jackie Krogan's birthday? <laughs> it's a burden it's a burden wow i mean it i i really mean it it's just i want to forget some people's birthdays and i just can't wow. oh no Interesting. i could Weird. see that maybe like an ex or yeah, someone sure, who wronged course. you in some way you got it you're, yeah you got it i'll agree with that <laughs> all right if you could travel anywhere in the world where would you go obviously covid aside <laughs> COVID aside, I've never, I've traveled a lot and I've never been to Australia. So I'd mm-hmm. like to see Australia. Uh, we would love to do that too. And we've also heard if you do Australia, you should also make some time for New Zealand. Yes. I hear yes. that's like, that's a good combo. Thank you, Michael Wind. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what's the oh, other best so- part about meeting all these littles. We're, we're getting all our questions answered from all over the continents. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. yeah. It's awesome. All right. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Bugs Bunny, of course. Oh, of course. Sarcastic, (laughs) quick, funny, always wins. Got to be Bugs. That's a good point. Love that. If you could eat only three foods for the rest of your life, what would they be? Pizza with cheese, pizza with mushrooms, pizza with onions. That's three. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Love it. I like pizza. Okay. Here's the thing. (laughs) Littles aren't going to believe this because when I put these out, I usually crunch them down, edit it down. And you are so prepared for this. Oh, really? I love it. Those are regular questions. Okay. I I just mean there was no like dead space. Most times we ask these questions, there's like literally 10 (laughs) seconds of dead space while they're thinking about, oh, what am I going to answer this question? I mean, I've not had to do that at all yet. I can already Uh see. And it's, that's amazing. You know, boom, cartoon character, boom, foods. Now, do we dare get into how do you eat said pizza? Uh, yeah, not with a fork and a knife. No way. <laughs> okay. okay. And if anybody's from Youngstown, Ohio, there's a thing called Briar Hill Pizza, and it's a Youngstown, Ohio pizza. Oh. And that's a, that's a delicious thing as well. Interesting. So it's not okay. Marion's out there. 
I don't know Marion's. Ooh. Wait, am I, do I have the right one? Yeah, it's <laughs> the Dayton, Ohio. I believe it's um, Marion. And Youngstown is like four hours away across the state. Youngstown's oh, sure. northeast, Dayton's southwest. Oh, yeah, but yeah. I don't no, know no, Marion's. But I thought it was would be a Cincinnati... Dayton, but I just assumed it was an Ohio thing. Uh, no, this is straight up Youngstown. Yeah, okay. And it was uh, during, like my grandmother would make pizza and take it during the Great Depression to the men who were working in the steel mills. And one of the oh. steel mills was on Briar Hill. And it was a kind of pizza that old Italian women made and served at lunch. And it's delicious. Holy cow. So it's been around that long. Okay. Oh yeah. Long time. Well, I have to ask based on that. So Skyline Chili, is that out your way? Um, That's Cincinnati only. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, they've franchised, so yeah, but I'm also a vegetarian, so I'm, I'm oh, off, off the chili. Right. Okay. Gotcha. I just assumed like it would be an Ohio thing, and it, apparently it's not. Interesting. All right. All right, Roxy, you got another one? If you could shop for free at one store, which one would you choose? I'm not quick on this. I guess uh, shop for free. <laughs> I'm not much of a consumer. I don't need anything. I'll say, okay, this is going to be so obnoxious. I would say any uh, grocery store so that I could take whatever I get to a food bank. God, I'm that so is so nice. Isn't it? Aren't I just angelic? God. <laughs> that so is probably the nicest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> oh, my God. Because right. here's a follow-up because it's similar. Maybe you'll say the same thing. If you could be invisible for a day, what would you do? Now, I have heard you ask this question, so I was ready with this. I would like to be invisible and go to the places where powerful people make decisions and see how they talk and see how Mm -hmm. they process. I'd like to go to the Oval Office. Mm -hmm. I frankly would like to see uh, how Donald Trump is dealing with his legal problems. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I've heard other people say meaningful things like follow their children to school and things. (laughs) Nah, I don't care. I don't care what they're doing. I just want to see how people who really have control over banks and money and Mm -hmm. politics I'd like to see how Biden talked to Joe Manchin and Kristen Sinema. I'd like to be that kind of fly on the wall. Yeah. No, I agree. That would be really cool. That would give some really good insight, too, and maybe some information for future votes and things like that. And And you actually would know what was going on because we don't really know what's going on. Right. That would be so cool. For me, there's so much that a day wouldn't be enough. I'd be so frantic as to like, oh, my gosh, how am I going to plan this out? Because also that doesn't come with, say, flying ability and stuff like that. And so, I mean, you'd have to basically pick a city. So uh, just 24 hours would not be enough for me. No. (laughs) All right. Well, Carla, thanks again for coming on and taking the time to meet the Littles. I know they're all really going to appreciate this. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can we find you if you want to be found? You're on Twitter and all that? I'm on Twitter. I'm Buckeyes1117. On Instagram, and my name is uh, Cole Zoe. Those were two cats I had. Aww. Uh-huh. And I'm on Facebook, but not regularly. Gotcha. Okay. Anything we need to plug? Uh, you're welcome to come to any class I teach. Uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I teach Wealth, Poverty, and Inequality at 1015 at Otterbein University. Drop by. Oh, We okay. have extra space. <laughs> Nice. Now, do you do that in person now, or are you still Zoom? Or um, I Zoom. I teach a capstone class that is remote, and then I teach this one in person. Oh, great. Um, and there's 25 people in the class, and we're in a large lecture hall, oh. so we can spread out. Oh, that's great. Oh, good. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. All right. Well, Carla, thanks again. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over, please. Oh, so polite about it. <laughs> I was it. so polite. <laughs> 
And um and Uranus jokes always funny. Always. Oh, all right. We got a double dip Perfect. there. Perfect. Perfect. Excellent. We love it when. Thank you so much for inviting me. This was delightful. Oh, it's oh, the it pleasure's so ours. We're so you. glad. And I know littles are going to be, they're just going to love this. So thank yeah. you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thank you both. It was nice to meet you. All right. All you loyal listeners, we'll be right back. Hi, this is Kate Milan, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on WTFC. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Carla, for coming on and meeting the Littles. I have a quick update real quick. Ted Mosby, not NYU. It was Columbia University. Ah. Now, does Columbia University have a architect major? I don't know. Carla, Bobby, get on that. Let us know. Let us know. But I did <laughs> want to clear that up from the interview that we did. And we have a couple quick date announcements. Save the dates. We kind of mentioned it already once, but Summer of Littles, August 6th. Don't forget to go to the website. Roxy, what is that? Summeroflittles.com. For all the information, Bob Walsh will have that updated as much as possible and lots of stuff coming up. But even before then, coming up soon, March 5th, we just got these emails. Not too much information, but we're hopefully going to hear from Jerry Negrelli soon on more details about, I don't know, I guess it's just Jingle Fest winter. I don't know. March 5th, there's two this year. So there's the one in March. That's in Nashville. But then the one in D.C., which will be later in the summer, I think that's usually in June, I believe. We'll check on that date for you. But hold those dates if you can get down there. Nashville, March 5th. That one's coming up soon. So exciting. Yeah. I mean, Roxy, maybe. 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 I don't know. I might need to go visit dad. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> anyway, let's get into... We didn't get to do any of this in the first segment. So let's get into some of our emails and just tweets and things like that. All right. So let's start here. We got an email from... It just says Johnny. Now, it says, Roxy, I sensed your disappointment when Chuck told everyone in the last episode that he tried the tiny little suggestion of the baked potato in the air fryer. How do we feel about this? And are there any other things that Chuck has done without your permission? Listen, when, what's the saying? When the... When the cat's, when the away, cat's away, away, the, the mice, mice will play. play or right. At least use the air fryer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Roxy, go ahead. I mean, now, Roxy, there's a big one. There's one really big one that I got into a lot of trouble for. Yeah, you went and saw Hamilton without me. Yeah, I went to see Hamilton without her. Still not over it. Well, no, wait. Well, wait a minute. Now, since then, you've... Married you? Yeah, I know. No, wait. No. Well, yes. <laughs> but no, there was the... You went to Fenway or something without me. Yes. You totally just... You and your dad, you just went to Fenway without me. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And so we were kind of calling that even, I thought. I thought we were done with this. That's true. And in my defense... Still stings a little. Okay, but this is pre-Roxy living in New York. That is also true. We were living up in Connecticut, <laughs> so this was a last-second thing. It was tricky. Yes, I, I'm, I understand. A friend of mine wanted to get try to get lottery tickets for Hamilton. This is when it first opened on Broadway. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, I'll go and put my name in. And if I win, I'll take you and blah, blah, blah. And she won. So she was like, well, you're coming with me, right? And I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, there's no one. Else. She's like, well, you came out and helped. So yeah, I'll take you. And I was like, oh, okay. And of course, our friend Neil was in it. So, you know, we got to go backstage and everything. And this was the, with the original cast. That was the most important part. This is like when it first opened. Yeah. And I'm telling my friend Neil, I'm like, Neil, you can't tell Roxy I was here. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, you just trust me. You can't tell her I was here. So I had to like kind of keep it under wraps for a while until I don't even remember when I came clean. But um, yeah, I think it was after you had gotten me standing room tickets 
for yeah. Hamilton, not with the original cast. A yeah. few of them, but not all of them. Yeah, Chris Jackson um, was still in it. For my birthday. And I was really excited about it. And then I found out that you actually had seats this other time. Well, okay. In our, but <laughs> it was in the front row, if that makes it any better. They're, no, it doesn't. That's incredible. Well, Are you no, kidding no, me? They're not good. The front row is not the best place to see a show. I you, you know, know but still, you can see the whites of their eyes that's, and the spit flying. <laughs> and ugh. Uh, yeah, nowadays, that's not so I good. I think she's still holding this against you, Yeah, Chuck. I think so. Ritz, <laughs> anything with you and your wife? Like anything like that? Have you ever gotten in trouble for something like that? Ooh, you know, it's question. funny. So the lovely wife is a Tony voter and she gets invited right. to every show. Right. And I'll still hold it against her. So one that comes up all the time, Book of Mormon. Mm. And to this day, I'll say, you know, I think I'm the only one in the family who hasn't seen Book of Mormon. I wonder why that is. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember at the time, she took somebody, I don't know if it was like a casting agent or something, you know, it was obviously somebody very important in her career. And, you know, so I'll say, how did that work out for you? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, are you still talking to that person? Do they, you know, so I try to give her the business on that. But I have to say, you know, all in all, I've, I've gotten to sit by her side at many, many incredible shows. That mm -hmm. one, of course, I didn't get to see. Now, and you were married at the time? Yeah. Okay. And speaking of the baked potato in the air fryer, we heard from Patrick Smith, and he said, you need to use avocado oil when you use the air fryer. It has a higher smoke point and is healthier than olive oil. That is true. I've heard that. And I think I have some avocado oil, but I'm afraid to use it. Okay, so. I've never even heard of avocado oil. Yeah. Wait, that's a thing? Yeah. Okay. Well, let's do it next time. All right. we have to try this, Roxy, because I, you know, I said we'll have to try this again. Yes, with me here. here. <laughs> so what's your favorite air fryer food? Ooh. I would say a hot dog. Yeah, I'd say the hot dog right now. Yeah, I heard you talking about that. Oh, okay. so, good. so good. We have not done the air fryer, and I think it's not so much we don't want to get an air fryer, but we don't know what part of our counter we can devote uh -huh. in our right. kitchen, our New York City uh -huh. kitchen. Like, we have to give up some real estate in the kitchen to yep. buy this new appliance. Yeah, we got a super small one. You could maybe, you could fit it's like, like 40 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It was it's perfect it's very small. So it's good for us, but we're probably going to need to look at getting a new one soon. Yeah. Wow. You're stepping up your air fryer game. Yeah. I like it. So, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then we heard from Lee Gordon. He says, Chuck and Roxy, I tried cooking a potato in the air fryer and it was okay, but not nearly the game changer the hot dogs were. But I didn't put any oil or salt on it, and I only cooked it for 14 minutes at 400 degrees. So it was just barely cooked through, and the skin was not crispy at all. Might as well have microwaved it. If it takes 45 minutes to get that result in an air fryer, you might as well just cook it in a regular oven. I may give it one more try, but only for 20 minutes. By the way, after Thanksgiving, I made turkey pie with some of the leftovers. Now, hello, I'm going to need more information on this because I have no idea what you're talking about, and it just doesn't sound good. But he says... <laughs> I ate the first slice hot out of the oven, but on the following days, the air fryer was great for reheating the remaining slices. Ah. I, I'm like, this is, can't be a thing, but I guess it is. It didn't sog out the crust like the microwave would. But on to more important things. My friend took her grandchildren to see the Rockettes on Saturday, December 4th. They went to the 2 p.m. show. Did they see Roxy? Uh, yeah, they did. I guess so, right, Roxy? Yeah, they did. Oh, that's exciting. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> cool. All right. Now, we got a lot of buzz about the TV theme songs from our last episode. But first, we're not going to go into TV talk here, but I do want to just throw a shout out to, I came out of nowhere, snuck up on me, Ozark's final season has posted on Netflix. 
If you're an Ozarks fan, run, don't walk. I've also started How I Met Your Father. Roxy, you haven't seen that yet, right? I haven't started. No. Okay. I'll save my... Eh. Yeah, don't spoil it. Oh, you just oh, spoiled it. What, what did I spoil? No, <laughs> you I, just went. Uh. No, 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 no. I, I just want. I won't say. There's, there's a lot in there. That's all okay. I'm gonna say. Okay. And then I just wanted to make sure you knew, Pooch Perfect has been canceled. No. <laughs> Do you remember we mentioned that on this podcast like five, six months ago when it first, and we actually sat through a whole first episode. Yeah, that's the the contest, right? Yeah. Yeah, with, yeah. The with dog um, grooming contest. <laughs> Vanderpumper. We, we lasted. Somebody. I, I wasn't even going to last a full episode. You were like, ah, oh, let's stay with it. Yeah. And then, and, and yeah. then I don't know what happened. I See, think I watched like, two episodes and that was it. Yeah, it looks like Chuck had the right call there. At first, I thought you were talking about Housebroken. One, oh. the poodle. She's a psychiatrist. Right, right, right. What's that called? Housebroken. Oh, Housebroken. Yeah. Ritz, are we talking hockey language to you? Is this, do you have any idea what we're yeah, talking about? Yeah, this is the equivalent of <laughs> hockey language. <laughs> Ritz is like, are we still hell? on? What the hell's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> well, let's get into some of these. So we heard from Bobby Gottfried, so many favorite TV theme shows, but the goat has to be it's Gary Shandling show. Hmm. Now, <laughs> Do you know that? I, no. Yes, I'm laughing already. Right. Ritz, I knew Ritz was going to be on top of this because I didn't really know. I knew of the show, but I did not really watch it. I knew Roxy would have no idea. Never heard of it. Ritz, what do you got? <laughs> yeah, funny show, you know, super creative, um, you know, sort of like the show within a show concept, right? And the I'm laughing because now I want to Google the Gary Shanley show theme song because it just is so funny. Well... <laughs> Uh, just go to Bobby Gottfried's Twitter page. He's posted it all over the place. Mm-hmm. And he actually got a message from the guy who wrote it, apparently. Oh, wow. So, yeah, yeah. It was kind of cool. Do you mean Alan Zweibel? Yeah, I believe so. I think that's who it was. Yeah, he was, uh, I think, the producer or co-creator of the Gary Shandling show. Uh, you know, it's funny. I don't even remember how I met him, but got to know him early on in his career. He was a writer for Saturday Night Live. I think I was introduced by another writer that I knew. And gosh, he's had a phenomenal career. He's most recently worked with Billy Crystal. I think he co-wrote or produced his 700 Sundays on Broadway. Oh, cool. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think he might be involved. Hey, he's coming back to Broadway. Billy Crystal. Yes. Mr. Saturday Night. I was just going to say, I think he might be involved in that show again. So. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be great. And speaking of him, we heard from Patrick Muffet. He said, I'm reading Zwedell's memoir. He said they wrote the theme song on an elevator ride. Ah. That's great. Like, I love those stories. Like (laughs) when you hear, oh, in a cab ride over to the rehearsal, we wrote this or whatever. (laughs) You know, it's like, yeah. Uh, All right, Roxy, you have one of these too, right? Yeah, from Chris Davenport. He says, so many great theme songs at my age, it's hard to pick one. Barney Miller was great and maybe my favorite instrumental. Hard to go against Taxi, Magnum, and any of the primetime soaps. I guess I'm well bonding the question. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We got so many of these. So thank you. Christina Kay wrote Hill Street Blues. Lee Gordon wrote, besides the aforementioned Shandling Show theme, I will nominate the theme song from Greatest American Hero. Mm. Believe it or not, by Joey Scarberry. I guess that's how you say his name. Like the Cheers theme, it was the artist's only work to crack the Billboard Top 100. Wow. And it got all the way up to number two. Now, I remember that. We played that in high school jazz <laughs> ensemble or something. We played it. And if you remember in Seinfeld, um, George Costanza did a take of that song on his answering machine. Oh, I did not remember that. Believe it or not, George is not home. <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember that. We, yeah. know, we just started season one of that. What is that on Netflix? No, it's on something, one of those, Hulu or something. And Roxy's never seen them all. Yeah. So I was like, and I haven't really seen them all. I've seen most of them, but... Um, 
Yeah, so we might get to that. Kyle Kettleson, our last Meet the Littles guest, he said, I still like Welcome Back Carter and Barney Miller. We heard from Todd Decay, new contender for TV show theme, but you have to watch to appreciate it. He sent a YouTube link, Peacemaker. Now, I've never even heard of that. Hmm. I have no idea what he was talking about. Listen, the best theme song ever, music and visual. There's no second place, Hawaii Five-0. Oh, well, funny that you should say that because we heard from Claire Natola. She says, Hawaii Five-0, the original. Not sure if the reboot uses the same theme song. She also says Barney Miller and Sanford and Son. And she also says, yes, I'm the one that suggested the oil and salt rub for the potatoes. <laughs> um, so I'll tell you, there were some great songs in the 70s when they actually concentrated on theme music. Just some great, great shows and great music. Mm-hmm. Well, this is what I was going to say. Now, going back to The Peacemaker, I think there's another part of this that is key, is the length of the theme song. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's true. I got to say, Todd Decay, The Peacemaker, I listen to it. It just seems like it's a little long. I feel the same way about podcast intros. Mm. podcast theme song music intro music i think it's got to be just the right length otherwise you hit that sweet spot yeah you lose people Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's the same way that's why as we know for those of hardcore cheers fans that has several verses there's like other verses and a lot of these theme songs have those but when you saw the show it was just the length i think appropriate right you know and just enough to do the credits and then boom we're into the show so i do think that's a big part of it absolutely All right. And finally, we heard from Tony Beeson. He says, my favorite TV show theme song was probably MASH, but I also loved so many others. Laverne and Shirley, The Mm. Greatest American Hero, Taxi, that's one that wasn't brought up, and the theme from SWAT, So Many Great Memories. And then he says, Roxy, you ready? Oh, boy. Have you ever heard the story behind the Gunsmoke theme? No. Okay. Now, ironically enough, I wrote, already wrote Tony back on this. We had just last week happened to watch, what, 20 episodes of Gunsmoke, Roxy? Because uh-huh. that's like my dad's favorite show. Gunsmoke, The Virginian, Cheyenne, yeah. all oh, of those. Wow. All those. <laughs> Bless he plays the type very well. Yep, oh, yeah. Bless yep. his heart. And so we know the Gunsmoke theme very well, but hello, Mr. I Mr. didn't know Beeson. the story. We need the story. Yeah. So I don't know, five mediocre minutes. You want to use it on that? <laughs> He's in a drunken fog from the Bengals winning, though. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he's still taking his eggs from the center or all over the place because that's like the new mojo, <laughs> I think. So, yeah. I mean, that's enough TV for now. I'm sure we'll get more coming in. They're all great, though. We really appreciate the feedback on that. Now, we did want to touch base in Kyle's last interview from the last Meet the Littles guest. He was talking about the flagpole in center field. I think it's the flagpole. On the Hill in the Houston Astros, I kind of knew that this was taken out, but Michelle Pendleton wrote in, she wrote, the flagpole was part of Towles Hill in what is currently known as Minute Maid Park. Towles Hill and the flagpole were removed in 2016. Now, what's Originally Enron Field. Yes. Think about a name from yesteryear. Don't even get me started. (laughs) I own stock in Enron. Oh my. Yeah. I was one of those guys. Then lastly, we heard from Joe Maloney. He says, alas, the hill and flagpole in center field in Houston are gone now. But if you want to see a hill in play in center field, head to Albuquerque for the Albuquerque Isotopes game. I don't understand how that's possible, but that's a whole nother topic we don't have time to get into. But seriously, that just seems very dangerous. Obviously, before our time, but I think Crosley Field in Cincinnati also had an incline in the outfield, so we need oh. some uh, people from Cincinnati to weigh in on that. Well, they're still celebrating over there. Yeah, that's true. Um, 
All right. Well, that's all the time we have. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, the Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to run over to Apple and iTunes and give us a nice rate and review over there. We really appreciate it. And thank you once again, Carla Corrado, for being our Meet the Littles guest this episode. And also thank you, Kate Milan, Craig Jones, and George Mallet for our bumpers this episode. Ritz, thanks for joining us. Don't be such a stranger. Where you been? Oh, my God. This has been so much fun. Really happy to catch up with you guys. And let's uh, let's sit around the table one of these days. Yeah. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to the Loyal Littles podcast. And don't forget, if you are out shopping online tonight, to use the code. Aren't I just angelic?
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Ah, uh, okay, sure. Oh, yeah.